0: Pastor Mike's kind of running behind oh, today. Yes. I think that was a short song and I just, <laughs> there he is, he's coming. Oh, you may do it, I'll take care of it. I'm surprised that one of my, that my grandsons and my daughter's here today. So can you tell everybody hello? hello? Do it real loud. Turn around and look hello. at them. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it is a good morning here at Sunset Hills and we're so glad you're here to worship with us this morning. May God bless you as we allow the Spirit of God to reign in us, right? Amen. If you're here for the very first time, we're glad you came this way to check us out here at Sunset Hills. We'd love to know more about who you are. You can kind of take a look at the screen there, and you can text that to that number, 776-1807, and just fill out a few things there and let us know. That, That just tells us that you are here and who you are. We'd love to just uh, give you some more information about our church. Okay, so thanks again, not just if you're new, but for everyone who's here to worship. May God bless us as what we do here today that honors Him. Let's continue in worship and song. Amen.
1: Pastor Steve, he's getting to be as big as you are. I'm getting
0: the bottom out of breath for holding him. It's like it's the truth. Continue to worship with us as we
1: sing about the glorious day.
2: Alone, It was my two till I met you, and I was breathing but not alive. And all my failures I tried to hide, it was my two till I. when i am
1: To know that it says, If my people would but listen to me, if Israel would follow my ways, how, quick, how quickly would I subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes? Those who hate the Lord would cringe before me, and their punishment would last forever. But you, my children, would be fed with the finest of wheat, with the honey from the rock. I would satisfy you. That's a promise of God. And I'm so thankful for that this morning. We're going to introduce a new song. So uh, as you catch on to it, feel free to sing along. It's called Honey in the Rock.
2: There's honey in the rock, water in the stone. Manna on the ground, no matter where I go. I don't need to worry now that I know. Everything I need, you've got there's honey in the rock. Satisfy Sweetness At the mercy seat Now I've tasted It's not hard to see Only you can satisfy Sing this with us, there's, honey
1: in, the there's, there's honey. honey in the rock There's
2: honey in the rock There's honey in the rock There's honey in the rock it's honey in the rock, freedom where the spirit is, bounty in the wind. plan power in the blood healing in your hands start His mighty power and his reign. touch Him. You will never be the same. Yes, He is here. You can touch Him.
1: Lord Jesus, we welcome you into this place. God, not that you need our welcome. But Lord, I know that there's people in here with tears flowing down their face that are hungry for your spirit, for your word, for your touch, God, today. Lord, we just thank you that God, when you brought Jesus back home to prepare a place for us, that God, you left the Holy Spirit to comfort us during these times. Lord, here today, we lift your name up and we worship you. Lord, I I pray that our offering of praise this morning would bring a smile to your face, would be pleasing to your heart. God, we love you as much as we know how. But God, I'm so thankful that one day when you bring us home, God, we're going to have a full picture of what worship and love and peace looks like. We just thank you for that. Until that day, God, we'll keep seeking your heart in everything that we do. In the precious Son of Jesus, we pray this morning. Amen. You may be seated.
0: For the past several weeks, we've been in a series titled, What to Do When. Now, you bear with me this morning as I have had a head cold all week long and dealing with my throat issues, and you'll forgive me if I have to suck on this tree bark tea that I have over here. It tastes terrible, but it does a good job of kind of helping my throat heal. What to do when? the fact is that we're going to talk about, what we're going to talk about this morning was a sermon topic that I'd planned on preaching last week. I'll let you in on a little secret that um, in the pastor's life, sometimes I will plan on a particular sermon for week, all week long, and I'll be working up, kind of putting everything all together. And then on Saturday night, when I sat down to, to bring it all together, it just doesn't come together. And that was the case last week. I had been working on this particular topic that I am addressed this morning. And last Saturday night after we went up to um, Cane Hollow Retreat and heard that great singing and had that great, wonderful dinner and fellowship, came home and was just kind of working on things. And I, Man, it's just not happening. And at the midnight hour, really, literally at the midnight hour, I switched and went with uh, Uh, the sermon that I delivered last week of what to do when you have a problem. Uh, I've had that happen on more than one occasion. I just have to listen to the Spirit of God and say, lead and provide what's necessary. So making that decision, I decided then that I would save that original topic that I was going to preach on last week today. And the title of the sermon is what to do when life hurts. Little did I know that many of our church families would be experiencing different kinds of life hurting this week that I've heard from. And little did I know that my own family would experience the kind of hurt that we have and that we feel right now. How personal this sermon would be to me to preach this morning what to do when life hurts. We've all been there, right? When life just hurts, caused by laws. Maybe the loss through the death of a loved one, loss of relationship, I don't know, maybe loss of job or loss of health, maybe. Sometimes people in our lives are the ones who cause the hurt and there are certainly many different ways that we experience the kind of hurt that I'm talking about. Maybe you've experienced it, those times of deep distress maybe best described as a kick-in-a-gut sort of feeling. When I was thinking about the title of this sermon, maybe a appro- more appropriate sermon, it's probably not a good church language sermon, sermon title would be, What to Do When Life Sucks, you know, because there are times when it just does, doesn't it? Just to be brutally honest. So as I was thinking about this and experiencing what I was going through, what I have gone through in times past, when I experienced this kind of hurt, I thought about, what did I do? Now there are a lot of ways that you can get to the same place. So what I'm going to just tell you this morning is what I do, and maybe it will help you. So from personal experience, the first thing to do is to call out to God, just simply call out to Him. And When I say call out to God, I literally mean call out to Him, let Him know your hurts. He may even get to a place where you just feel like you just need to yell to Him about your hurt. Basically, you're getting God's attention to say, here, speak into this situation. I don't like it. It's hurt so badly. I don't understand why. Why is this happening? I, I certainly don't deserve this. It's just really calling out to God, and I think it's appropriate and just okay with God. If we want to do it in a loud voice, if you can find a place where you can do it in a loud voice today, just to say, God, why? Why is this happening? To express anger to let him know about my hurt. And then there have been times when I just want to call out to him in a whisper of a prayer. We do not need to be bashful about bringing our hurts before the Lord. If it brings concern to us, it's a matter of concern to him because he cares about what goes on in our life. He wants us to find peace. And he wants us to pour out our hurt before him. We don't have to be shy about saying that my heart hurts. Peter reminds us of this. He says, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. And Watch this. Casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. I get this picture of casting like we're bringing it to him and we're just kind of dumping it on him. He goes on to say, therefore, in this, as we pick this verse apart, we get to, to just cast all of our cares on him. You know, God's big enough to carry that weight when we cast it to him. And we let him make the next move. And we rest in knowing that he's going to respond in proper time by giving us what's good for, what is good for us. And the scripture goes on to say, it's not just ability to cast our cares upon him, for he cares for you. Think about that. How wonderful is, are those four words. Not very long, but they're huge in meaning. God cares for you. He cares for me in our pain, in our grief, in our hurt. He's interested in those things in our lives that cause us the hurt. And he wants us to know that he cares for us. And I can't think, help but be thankful of this comforting promise to know that God cares. And here's another reason that we can call out to God. In Hebrews, we find the scripture that says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace. Watch this to help in our time of need when i call out to god i know i can find grace and mercy in that time of need i use this often when i open up for a funeral service it's so very true it's a promise that james 4 8 tells us draw near to god and he would draw near to you when i'm hurting if i'll just take the time to say God, I I, I need you to speak into this. Sometimes I go to him, I, I don't even know how to pray. I don't even know what to pray for. found myself in that situation this past week. I know that when I go to him, though, just in that spirit of prayer, that he's going to be near to me. Psalm 34, 18 says this, The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. So whatever it is that you have a broken heart over, the Lord is near to you in that time. I can tell you from experience this work. This works, I've trusted it this past week. These promises to to all of us that the first thing we do is to call out to God. Here's another action. Wait on Him. Once we call out to Him, we need to wait in faith. We need to wait patiently and calmly for Him to speak to our hurt, and I'll admit it's not an easy task because oftentimes we just feel like we've got to fix it. We just got to, to, to make it happen quickly, why, why is this happening now? I, I, I can't be patient. I, I, got, I got tickled about one of the comments when I posted something about my mom's situation on Facebook and how we know it's just going to be a matter of time that God brings her home. Former staff member said, That my dad was patiently waiting on my mom to get there. They didn't know my dad too well. (laughs) Dad was never patient. I think I inherited that. Dad was a fixer. Let's go in, let's just fix the situation. Let's get it taken care of. We want our hurt to stop immediately. And naturally so, but in the waiting, You see, here's what happens in the waiting. We learn to trust. We learn to trust in His wisdom. We learn to trust that He's going to deliver just exactly what is best. And it will be a product of His love and His compassion. You know, the good thing about God is He always gives us what's good for us. It means that sometimes He answers our prayers precisely as we request. It also means that sometimes He will answer in a different way than what we envision. We just have to wait. That's what Psalms 24:14, 27:14 says. Is, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So the way is to trust, to be of good courage, is to possess that inner quality that enables someone like us to confront danger and difficulty and hard times without fear, to face it with calmness and boldness and confidence and strength and trust rather than fretting and worrying. Here's what he does. He shall strengthen your heart in a way that we know that He is with us in the face of any threat of a hurt. Waiting. Trusting. Acquiring strength and courage in the meantime as we patiently wait for what lies ahead. And in the in the waiting for we'll watch he often shows up in small ways if we just be aware of it on Friday night after several members of my fam- of our family came to the hospital to see mom we decided to go get some dinner Brett and Chandra Stone and Finn went with Emily Lynn and me to a place on the square in Gallatin. And we were seated at a table that had the holders. Uh, you've seen them before that have the condiments in them, and again, the salt and pepper and paper towels and ketchup, I think, was there. And, and because they had a couple of tables to push together for our group, uh, there were two of those holders. The stone was sitting kind of down to the left on the end, and uh, he started just being inquisitive about what was inside those holders, and pretty soon he pulls out this card. Um, He was intrigued by the decoration of it, and it was just a little business-sized card, and he soon gave it to his mom, who read the words written on the card. And she read those words silently, and then she remarked, How appropriate for tonight, and then handed it to me. And on it was this Bible verse. And I think about how appropriate this was after what we've been through. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come. You have given the command to save me, for you are my rock and you are my fortress. This little card that Stone found, that I assumed that someone left because I looked around to see if there were any other cards left in any of, I thought maybe the restaurant maybe put these in there. It was kind of strange that they had a bar and they put Bible verses out. Maybe that's the case, I don't know, but... I looked around, and I didn't see those cards stuck anyplace else. And how how ironic, no, it wasn't ironic. How was it that God just orchestrated this, that our family would be placed at that particular table where someone had left this Bible verse to give us strength at the time we needed it? That's how God works. In the little things, He does things to be there for us, to let us know of his presence. So we call out to God and we wait on him. And here's another action that I found very useful lean on family. I realize not all people have a supportive family, but if you do, lean on them. It is God's plan to discover love from the very beginning. And to feel support within a nurturing setting. Usually, the closest family who will understand the hurt that you're going through are those who may be experiencing some of those same emotions and feelings as you. Now granted, there are some hurts that only you feel because only you experience them. Even in that case, if you have a supportive family, Who loves and cares for you, they have that familial empathy that no one else can. As our family gathered at the hospital over the past five days, we have leaned on each other. We've gained strength as we cried together, as we prayed together, and as we shared memories, which is so helpful, oh my goodness, we have so many memories of Mom. Sweet, precious memories. Not all of them. But you know what? Some of those now become so funny. Yeah. We'll share those as time allows over the coming days and weeks and years. Without this, surgery that mom had to have on Wednesday, her body would continue to shut down. Because of her lung disease, we were told that the surgery that they were saying that she needed was going to be very difficult and very high risk, but we also knew it was going to be necessary. So as a family, and with Mom and Bill included in the decision, we decided we would move forward with the surgery. We leaned on each other to affirm that decision and to dis- experience what was going to come and face it together. I'll tell you, in fact. So many of you know my family. You've known my family for years, and you know it's far from perfect. We've had our squabbles, our infighting. I can tell you this, when it comes down to it, I know I can count on family. Here's a refreshing reality that's an incredible blessing. I not only have my biological family, I have an extended family that I'm part of. I'm part of God's family, the family of fellow believers, and I'm part of this local church family, the Sunset Hills family. You all know, for me personally, it's been a challenging year with open heart surgery and recovery. In the loss of my brother Rick and now in mom's journey to heaven. You have supported us, you've supported me with your prayers and so much more. My burden of hurt has been lightened by my church family and what a joy you've been in all of these journeys. You have truly fulfilled what the Apostle Paul tells us to do. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another just as you are doing. You may not have a biological family to lean on, but all of us, all of us can have a church family to lean on. We can have a community of faith. That's one of the many reasons it's important to be part of a church family. I truly do not know how people make it without Jesus in their life and without a church family when life hurts. In some cases, when that hurt comes,
1: you may need
0: to reach out to get some additional help by professional counseling services to deal with your hurt. There is no shame in this. The important thing is to call upon the family of God and people who are there who have the ability to help you in your time of hurt. So call out to God, wait on Him, lean on family, and finally, trust God. Have you seen this before? Yeah. In every sermon in this series, it's been trust God. When life hurts, trust God. Psalm one twelve seven says this. He is not afraid of bad news, the one who's trusting your God. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. We can trust God in our confusion. We can trust God when things go wrong. We can trust God when things go right. We can trust God when we have a problem. And we can trust God when we hurt. When I say trust God... I say trust God in the present situation right where you are and then you trust him for the next steps wherever they take you you trust him for what lies ahead I'm going to tell you a secret about my mom that very few people know. My mom loved to sing. You didn't know that, did you, Kelly? She had a good voice. When we were little, we'd drive around in a Volkswagen Bug because that's all that dad and mom could afford. Dad wrecked it in the front end, and they hammered out the front and the dents out of it and put some bondo on it and, and mom wrecked it on the back end. <laughs> she wrecked a bunch of cars, as a matter of fact, and so did my dad. And, you know, terrible. Mom was a terrible driver. She would often drive like this. We were afraid to let the grandkids ride with her since she was all the time talking to the people in the back seat. But one of the things I remember as a small child, we would ride together in places, all four of us, boys in the back. Two, it was mom and dad. And you know, a Volkswagen Bug is like a 1962 model. So uh, two seats, it was like this wide. And Usually Rick and myself would be in the next seat and then Mike and and Randall would be in what's called the way back or in the very back, you know, that compartment that had all that nasty carpet that made you itch when you got hot. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, Mom would start singing. Now dad couldn't sing. And sometimes he'd sing along. But all us kids could sing. You didn't know that either about me, did you? He keeps telling me I can't, but I can. Maybe not good, but I can sing. But I remember one song that mom would sing. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from a sunshine.
2: things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand but I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hand and every step is getting brighter as the goal stairs I climb every burden's getting lighter every cloud is silver lined there the sun is always shining there no tear will dim the eye at the ending
1: of the rainbow where the mountains touch the sky Many
2: things about tomorrow, they don't seem to understand, but I My portion, maybe through the flame or flood, but his presence, it goes before me.
0: that I've discovered is that when I trust God for tomorrow and those things that I don't seem to understand, those things that hurt, I can celebrate what awaits because I know God cares for me. I know he will carry me through. I know something better awaits. I know, I know he holds tomorrow. Father, thank you in our time of heart And that when we call out to you, you listen. You draw near to us. You speak into our hurt. Thank you that you're there for us. And you walk with us. That even in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. You rod in your staff, you will comfort me. And you'll prepare me in the, for the presence of mine enemies. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Because that's our tomorrow when we trust in you. Thank you, God. Maybe you're here today, and like so many others, you're just hurting. And you just need God to speak into your hurt. I hope he's done that this morning, maybe through this time, message, song. Maybe you just need just a special time of prayer in this altar with God maybe you'd like me to pray with you to gather in our heart. we can have a, a common heart to bring it to God and I'll be happy to do that but if you just want to come spend some time in this in this place called the altar and I invite you to come as the worship team sings would you stand please I have
2: decided follow Jesus I have
1: turning back. man. you may be seated for a moment. Let me start out by um, reminding you about the men's breakfast that's going to be this Saturday um, at 7.59, and uh, just a really great breakfast and even better fellowship. So guys, if you are don't have that on your calendars already just a reminder to uh, put that on your calendars please also do want to remind you if you're here today and you just have some things that uh, we can pray for you about um, we have a great group that meets every Wednesday morning at ten thirty, and we pray for folks by name and there's a lengthy list but we take the time and we call out each one of those names and, and pray heartfelt and uh God promises that when three or more are gathered in my name that he will be there too. And so I know that God honors that time. And uh, if you're here today and you just have something we can add to that prayer list, there's a prayer box in the back. It's white, and uh, that can be an anonymous prayer um, or an unspoken prayer. Um, and uh, we would love to, to join you and pray. Several things going on with our ladies' ministry Um, It's October, so we'd ask you, if you will, to start bringing in some coats, gently used or new coats, um, all sizes, and those will be going to the Nolensville Clothing Closet. And uh, the collection bin is just outside, and it's going to be open through the end of October. So uh, as that brisk weather comes along, we'd love to pass along some of those gently loved uh, coats to some folks that need that. Our holiday food drive. Uh, our Friday Friends is sponsoring that. That's gonna be happening through November the 18th, and we're specifically asking for instant potatoes, box stuffing mix, cranberry sauce, anything uh, with a flare of Thanksgiving. Uh, we would appreciate that. Also, the fall door hanger class. There's a, uh, a typo in your bulletin. It says that you can register up till next week. That's not true. Actually, you can only register up to today. Uh, It's been such a popular thing that they've added an additional class. That's going to happen on October the 8th from 9 to 11, and uh, another class from 12 to 2. So if you can't make one or the other, um, one, make the other. But uh, registration is due on that today, and uh, Emily's going to be leading that. And if you've uh, had any experience with things that Emily's done, uh, it's going to be a phenomenal time. Uh, And you're going to walk away with something really awesome that you can put on your, your door. Also, a week from today, nails for our Lord. Um, I know Pastor Mike and Pastor Steve, they're excited about getting a pedicure, and, uh, but in all seriousness, uh, guys, it would be a great gift to your wives, your girlfriends, a manicure, a pedicure, and all of the money on that day uh, from 12 to 4, October the 9th, uh, no appointment needed. All the money that day is going to benefit the ministry of Sunset Hills Baptist Church. So we certainly appreciate that. Uh, and as well, want to remind you about, I was looking for Mike, I don't see him, but our Trunk or Treat, you guys have done a phenomenal job of signing up for that Trunk or Treat. That's a community event we're going to be reaching out. Uh, the theme for that event is, uh, is Light in a Dark World, and so we encourage you, if you're uh, doing a trunk there or... Um, any version of anything you're doing with your vehicle we encourage you to uh to use the theme that uh, incorporates some light because that's what we're trying to be a light in this dark community and uh, so we'd appreciate you uh participating in that if you haven't signed up for that already uh, please feel free to do that there's a sign up poster um in the lobby and so we encourage you to sign up we still have a few spots left for that and we're adding spots as we fill those pastor steve has challenged us for 50 cars and uh, so that was a surprise that morning to Pastor Mike and I. Yeah. Um, but we are we are working hard. We would love to see that. That would be an amazing thing. And what a great testimony for our Lord. Be praying for our students. Um, our fall retreat is going to be coming up. And uh, that's grade 6 through 12. That will be October 28th through the 30th that we'll be going to Cane uh, Hollow. And the theme is Fearless. We're super stoked and excited about that um, as our students will be uh looking for God's best plan for their life. Pastor Steve.
0: As I surprised you with that song this morning, huh? Right? I'm full of surprises. Um, Do you remember the Andy Griffith uh, episode where Barbara Eden came into town and she went to work for Floyd the Barber and Andy? And at first they were just hesitant about this really, Woman that I fell in love with when I was a kid, uh, you know, giving manicures in the barber shop, and when Andy finally got a a, a manicure, all the men started.